Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Access Hollywood Party Bus, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, your Cowboys are looking really good there so far, five weeks through the season. My if Giants, we don't talk about so it, much. it's not real, and things can't go downhill. <laughs> oh, they can always go downhill. There's still 11 games left in the season for them, but still, it's got to be feeling pretty good right now after all the the uh, preseason speculation about what was going to happen when Romo went down and they haven't even had a healthy Des Bryant. And yet, you know, here Ezekiel Elliott is leading the NFL in rushing and it's not even close. So you have to be feeling pretty good about things right now, I would think. I do, but it's also very scary. Like, as a Cowboys fan for the last decade, you're just not used to things going well. And, like, it feels like there's got to be some kind of a catch. So we're kind of all just waiting for the other shoe to drop, I think, is, like, the collective feeling of Cowboys fans. Um, And I think that proverbial shoe is Tony Romo, oddly enough. (laughs) Because we spend more time analyzing what's going to happen when Tony Romo comes back and now, you know, having to – have everybody say and Dak Prescott basically telling me the media like yeah I'm just keeping the seat warm we know that's how this is going like why only the Cowboys would want to mess with a good thing like we have something good going we're not throwing picks we're scoring touchdowns we look like a semi-functional offense so let's just throw somebody else into the equation and shake up the whole chemistry like ah, I don't like it but we're a couple weeks away hopefully you know things will be all right well, if people want to get in touch with us over the next couple of weeks to discuss that or anything else, commiserate. Get in touch with us now. <laughs> how would they do yeah, that? Yeah, there there are plenty of ways to find us all over social media on your preferred platform. You can find us on Twitter at jkim16 or fantasy underscore sherpa or the number four thn inches show at the fantasy football sherpa fan page on Facebook at fantasyfootballsherpa.com and you can email us at the number four thin inches show at gmail.com. So, any way you'd like to go, we always love talking football or sports really in general, but if you have fantasy questions that maybe we didn't cover here because there are a lot of variables, feel free to find us. We're happy to help you with your lineup. And we will be here tonight from 9 to 10 p.m. as we are every Wednesday night. Uh, We'll go through all the matchups, make our predictions, news and notes. We'll go through injuries, daily fantasy picks, waiver wires, all the good stuff. So, buckle up. we got a big show ahead of us despite two teams being on a bye this week, Minnesota and Tampa Bay. So, you know, we're down a couple of fantasy players, but it's not as as dramatic as some upcoming weeks will be. No Blair Walsh projects. <sighs> How will we go on? I don't know, but let's try anyway. So All right. first up for this week, we've got Thursday night games, which I know you love, which has actually been <sighs> fairly high scoring so far this year, much to my surprise and, probably to yours as well, but so I'm we have ready Denver. to get on board with them, but yes. <laughs> so we've got Denver at San Diego. What's going on with um, the Denver quarterback situation? Is Trevor Simeon going to be back this week? Is yeah. Paxton Even Lynch though I decided last week on? that Trevor Simeon was coming back. He's actually going to play this week. It looks like he's practicing. Uh, obviously Paxton Lynch did not light the world on fire last week. Um, and with it being a short week, even with Trevor Simeon being a little dinged up, he got the extra few days of rest. It looks like, barring some kind of setback tomorrow during the day, he should be the one under center. 
Um, unfortunately, <laughs> they're they're down a head coach this week, so special teams coordinator is going to be uh, playing the role of head coach this week for the Broncos. So, you know, there's there's always that going. Well, that'll keep things interesting, but I actually yeah. think that uh, San Diego, in spite of losing the three games by eight points, I think they're going to bounce back and upset Denver in this one. I'm going to take San Diego to win by a score of 27-24, and I think Josh Lambeau will be laughing all the way to the locker room this week, and nobody's going to feel bad about that. <laughs> I'm still a little upset with San Diego for uh... – helping Oakland not cover the spread last week. Um, but I, I will get past that. I don't think they're going to win this game. It's still a Thursday night game. Things are still weird. And the Chargers are going against a formidable defense in the Broncos. And we've seen the Chargers really outcharger themselves week after week. Uh, I don't necessarily think they're going to cause themselves to lose and snatch defeat from the jaws of victory like they like to do. I think the Broncos are going to just beat them. It'll be a competitive game. But I think that it's going to end up being Denver on top, twenty-three twenty, in a not so high-scoring game. Okay, so well, we're yeah. off to a good start, disagreeing on the first game, of course. It we'll feels right. See if we can <laughs> if we can keep this going. So first up for the Sunday games, we've got Los Angeles at Detroit. Uh, Los Angeles stumbling last week. Detroit knocking the Eagles from the ranks of the unbeaten, and they're at home mm-hmm. this week. Todd Gurley really hasn't gotten things going yet. Uh, don't think that's going to change too much against Detroit. I have to go here with uh, the home team. I'll pick the Lions to win this one 24-20. What say you? Uh, I actually agree with you that the Lions are going to win this. I've got 24-17. I have even less confidence in the Rams than you do right now. Um, despite Detroit being very dinged up, um, I still think that there's going to be enough there. I think this is going to be uh, a nice a nice comeback for Matt Stafford. He looked a little shaky at times last week. He's had some ups and downs. I think this is going to be a good week for him. And the Rams, you know, this just it's just not their year. It's just not happening for them. Okay. Well, let me ask you about a couple of um, – I'll ask you about one Ram and two Lions real quick here. How about Kenny Britt for the Rams? Do you pick him up? He's having a nice season still on the waiver wire in most leagues. And for the Lions, do you take a chance with either the newly signed Justin Forsett or the not-so-newly signed Golden Tate? Um, Let's see. As far as Kenny Britt goes, I like him. I've always really been a fan of his, even though he's a nut job. Uh, I think he's a good flex option. If you've got room to put him on your bench and kind of play him against the matchups, I like that best. Um, Justin Forsett, I may, if I'm a team that's been hit hard by injuries, I may stash him on my bench, but... So I see a Riddick look last week. I don't know if there's going to be enough value for Justin Forsett. Do keep in mind, though, that Theo Riddick is pretty banged up. He's not practicing right now. Um, and uh, Golden Tate, I might take a flyer on. I don't hate that. Um, you know, out of out of some of the waiver wire picks, he's not a bad one. Okay, so let's keep moving along here. We've got San Francisco traveling cross-country to play Buffalo. Buffalo at home this week, taking on their uh, second California opponent in a row. Of course, last California week they were out in Los Angeles. Um, big news for San Francisco this week is that uh, the Chip Kellys are, are starting Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. We know he'll be kneeling down at the beginning of the game for the anthem, but uh, I don't think there's going to be any kneeling down at the end of the game. I think Buffalo is going to win this pretty handily. I'll go with the final score, Buffalo 27 
San Francisco 17, and I expected a particularly good game from um, yeah. the LaShawn McCoy LeSean and Buffalo McCoy, game. Who has really, really, you know, fire an offensive coordinator and just let LaShawn McCoy go. I like it. It's working. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's the coordinator that should have been fired at that time, but it's okay. We're moving on. Um, I agree with you. I've got Buffalo 30-17. I think they'll, they'll win by an even bigger margin than you do. Uh, Colin Kaepernick hasn't played in quite a while, and I I just have a hard time believing that he's going to come in and be the answer for this team, not on the road, not on a kind of short week, you know, as far as being named the starter. And Buffalo, you know, they're they're really feeling themselves right now. Their offense is firing, you know, about as well as we've seen it go. The defense isn't awful. They're not good, but they're not awful. Um, and I just, I think they're going to just outgun the 49ers this week. I, I'm curious. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, in theory, should be a really good fit for the offense. But, of course, yep. you know, just running a lot of plays doesn't improve his accuracy any, which is his big bugaboo. And right now, if you're sitting on Torrey Smith, are you still starting him? Is he on your bench, or do you just get rid of him altogether? No, I actually, um, I think that Torrey Smith may see a little bit of a bump here. Uh, I think that it could be a good thing for him with Colin Kaepernick coming in. Um, so I'm going to hang on to him for another you know, week or two and see what transpires. If after two weeks I'm still not seeing anything, I'll probably get rid of him. Okay. So yeah. next up we've got Jacksonville coming off the bye week following their, their London game against the Colts a couple weeks ago and they're traveling to Chicago this week. I'm not enamored with a lot of these early games on Sunday. This one, I think, will be a close game, but I'll say Chicago manages to eke this out at home. I'll go with a final score of Chicago 24, Jacksonville 21. And after you give me your score, why don't you uh, tell us the latest on the Jay Cutler's status for Sunday? <laughs> Jay Cutler's status, honestly, is like a shrug. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I, I'm taking Chicago 30-27. I know it's weird to hear me pick against uh, my boy Blake Bortles and the Jaguars, but I just don't love this matchup going into Chicago. Even though coming off a bye week, everyone's a little healthier. You know, in theory, you've had longer to scout them. But Chicago, you know, looks much more functional without Jay Cutler. I mean, Brian Hoyer's got three straight 300-yard games, uh, no interceptions. Uh, to me, that's quite an upgrade. Granted, it's still only Brian Hoyer, but I'd take him over Jay Cutler at this point, and I think the Bears should really consider sticking with him. But for now, I just think the matchup really favors Chicago, plus they're at home. I just think that they're going to be able to eat this one out, though it'll be a closer game, one of the closer games. I agree with you. None of these are really, like, you know, die-hard, must-watch appointment-viewing matchups. I think the afternoon, quote-unquote, slate, all three games, is uh, a little bit more interesting to me. But as far as Jay Cutler goes, he is still not practicing. The Bears have said they're not really sure what they're going to do with him yet. I think they need to keep him on the bench, but he probably makes too much money, too much money for that to happen long term. So for now, it's probably going to be Brian Hoyer this week instead, unless Jay Cutler has some kind of magical, miraculous recovery in the next 48 hours, which I don't see happening. So it sounds like you don't think the Bears with Jay Cutler are in the same position that the Patriots yeah. were with Tom Brady or the Cowboys are with Tony Romo? 
No, no, because I don't. To me, Jay Cutler is not in that that status of quarterback. Like nobody's on Tom Brady's level, and I'm not saying I like I like Tony Romo far better as a fantasy quarterback than a real life quarterback. But to me, they're both much more consistent than Jay Cutler is, uh, and that you know that's without even all the the banter this today in the media about him not being a leader or tough or anything. <laughs> Anything positive? Yeah, I, uh, I, I haven't researched Cutler. this, or I don't have any data to back this up right now. But my sense is that over the years, Jay Cutler has been, you know, in the same ballpark in terms of fantasy value as an option to Tony Romo. Of course, assuming the two of them were both healthy, but you know, well, that's the thing. The I, even though the Tony Romo is Tony not Romo a more, picture of health, but for me. At least with him, I know what I'm getting. Like, if he's injured, he's injured. It's not this will he, won't he every week that I'm dealing with with Jay Cutler. At least I have some idea of what I'm getting into with Tony Romo, and I'm a little more comfortable with that. All right, let's move on. So next up we've got Cleveland at Tennessee, two games, two teams that both like to run the ball a lot, and I think both defenses Mm -hmm. are going to allow that to happen here. I see Tennessee, again, I'm, last week I was going with a lot of road teams this week. So far I seem to be going with a lot of home teams. I think Tennessee wins this one by a touchdown. I'll say Tennessee 31, Cleveland 24. Okay, I've got this a little closer. I've got Tennessee 27, Cleveland 24. I think we both can agree they're going to, to win here. Um, Cleveland just offensively there's too many question marks, and the Tennessee defense has kind of – risen up and sort of found itself over the last few weeks. And right now DeMarco Murray is just really tough to stop, which opens up a lot more options for Marcus Mariota to have a giant fantasy week like he did last week. I don't think he's putting up those kinds of numbers this week just because I don't think it's going to be as high scoring. Um, But this is – like this is going to be a close game, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be a super enjoyable one to watch because I think it's going to be close more by product of inefficiency than – you know, actual, like, well-played football. And, you know, there's only one running back in the NFL with more yards rushing so far than DeMarco Murray. Mm-hmm. I do know that. And you you probably also know who that running back is. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, okay. I'm just rubbing it in now. <laughs> it's just mean. I'm sorry. Well, no, I, I actually... I went out on a limb a little bit with my projections before the season started and thought that Ezekiel Elliott would lead the league in rushing as a rookie, and I'm not falling over yeah, and I, myself I on the back not, or anything. I did not but, think that, so I'm happy yeah, with how it's gone. But it was not so how I talk about his being off to a rough start. He's leading the NFL in rushing by a fairly good amount. So for those yeah. of you that had the foresight to pick him up, you know, late first round or – in the second round um, with a high pick, uh, kudos working to out you. Pretty well. I think I only have him on one of my teams, but uh, better I don't have than him nothing. On any. So not playing those oh. games. <laughs> All right. But I don't draft running backs that right. high, so I was never going to have That's him. That's right. I guess not. So <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Philadelphia at Washington. Philly knocked from the ranks of the unbeaten. On Sunday, you know, they kind of fell apart at the end of the game a little bit with the yeah. fumble and then an ill-advised 
Hail Mary well, pass on first down. Of, of not playing well. I mean, they gave up two scores right away and then fell apart right at the end when they had a chance to maybe make something out of this. Yeah, I think they're going to get back to the ground game this week. Mm-hmm. I think Ryan Matthews will have a good game and even Wendell Smallwood might be a good flex option, although I know he didn't really get in the game last week. Um, maybe Darren Spoles, if you, you or believe in hierarchies, but um, you know, Wendell Smallwood had a had a good game against the Steelers a couple weeks ago. Of course, they were milking the clock at that point. Wouldn't surprise me if they're in a similar situation this week, although they'll be on the road instead of at home, but I think they'll win this by roughly two touchdowns. I'll go wow. with the final score, Philadelphia okay. 30, Washington 17. All right. I've got 31-24 in favor of the Eagles. I think this is going to be a little more competitive than you do. Um, but I do agree the Eagles have to come out and kind of make a statement after last week because they got handled. And, you know, now we have to figure out which which version of the Eagles is the real one. And I think they're in a, in a more favorable position going against the Redskins who have not lit the world on fire. And I don't anticipate them continuing to uh, do too much damage this week. So, but my issue is the Eagles do have some outside things happening. There's there's drama with Lane Johnson and some injuries and people questioning Carson Wentz and this and that. And I think some of that's going to seep in, but they'll be able to overcome the Redskins for sure. So speaking of Carson Wentz, where would you put him right now in terms of tearing NFL quarterbacks? Do you think he's yeah, let's take Kirk Cousins, for example, since he's starting opposite him this week. Do you think mm-hmm. you would start him over Kirk Cousins? Do you think you start him over Eli Manning at this point? Do you think you start him over Aaron Rodgers, who's done little to nothing so far this season? Where where do you put Carson Wentz so far? Looking just at this season and, and where we're at so far, I, I would absolutely start him over uh, Eli Manning. It would... To me, it would depend on the matchup. I think that this week I'm probably going to start Aaron Rodgers over him. Just the Cowboys secondary is a joke. Um, and I think that, that a lot of a lot of weeks I might start him over Eli Manning. Uh, I don't think I'm quite that optimistic yet, although the Giants offense Well, quite frankly, a like, I, like part of me doesn't want to because your run game is atrocious right now, and Eli Manning right, has so to throw to the ball. Right, yeah. he has to throw it, but the problem is he's still throwing it to the other team, which is sort of an issue for me. And right now, at least Carson Wentz is doing less of that. Yeah, good point. So, speaking of <laughs> Eli Manning, the the um, Ravens are her hosts are playing on the road against the Giants this week in a rematch of Super Bowl, whatever that was, probably 40 or 41. And he'll, just he'll like that game, I don't think after it's... after a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, Collins was the... the um, what's his name? Kurt, not Kurt Collins. Who am I thinking of? You know, the... Kurt Warner? The guy that... No. <laughs> the guy that led the Panthers to the Super Bowl as a quarterback and then wound up as the Giants quarterback the year they made it against the Panthers, I mean, against the Ravens, I'm forgetting now. But um, I thought it was Kirk Collins. I, I can't remember his name anymore. But um, Clearly he made a big impact on you. <laughs> well, he made it to the Super Bowl, but it was pre-Eli in the fall that any Giants fan can remember at this point anymore. Phil Sims and then Eli, I think those are the only two quarterbacks the Giants have ever had. So, 
anyway, um, I think as in that game, I think Baltimore is going to win. Unlike that game, I don't think it's going to be so one-sided. I'll go with the final score of Baltimore 20, Giants 13. Like you said, Giants, no run game. I don't even know why anybody would be rostering Rashad Jennings, even if he were playing at this point. I, the, their offense has been a major disappointment so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's been tough, I think, is safe to say. Although, it looks like, and we'll get to this later, Rashad Jennings may make an appearance this week, although I wouldn't bank too much on that. Um, I just, it's hard to take the Giants right now just with, if I have to put the game squarely on Eli Manning's shoulders, and he could totally come out and prove me wrong on this this week because I'm kind of split on how I feel about how this game's going to go. Um, I do think Baltimore is going to win it. I think it's 26-21. It's going to be a close game. The Giants will stay in this. Uh, I just, Baltimore has too much going for them offensively. I mean, they have a 100 running backs, which it'd be nice if they gave one to the Giants at this point just to make it a fair fight. Um, I just, I just, without a run game, there's no way to keep a defense honest to not just be scouting on Eli Manning all game long, and it's hard to win that way. All right, how do you get to 26 points? Is that eight field goals and a safety or what? Obviously. No, I think okay. I, I think there might be an, a missed extra point, and then you get two field goals, and that's how we end up there. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Moving along, we've uh, got Carolina at New Orleans and what promises to be one of the – higher scoring games of the week, I think. Um, Were Carolina you talking about not... Terry Collins before? I'm sorry. I've still been thinking about Terry this Collins, this yeah. Okay. Is it Terry? <laughs> Terry. I, I know Terry it Collins. Terry Collins, yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now my brain can move on from this. <laughs> yes. All right. Good, good recall there. So, yes, I was thinking of Terry Collins, who led okay. both the Panthers and the and the Giants to Super Bowl defeats. Um, so speaking of Carolina, they're at New Orleans this week. Um, tough to they're, – they're obviously not the same team with without Cam Newton. Uh, what's the latest on him? Is he going to play this week? Well, I, I actually heard that they're just – instead of flying, they're going to just take segways to New Orleans, like just a team of segways. <laughs> Um, Cam Newton uh, has been segueing around. Uh, he's also been concussed, but he practiced today. He has graduated out of the concussion protocol, and barring a head that? injury between now and then or a segue accident, he is going to be starting this week. Okay. In that case, with um, Carolina, I think they can do pretty much anything they want, run or pass against New Orleans. New Orleans is pretty much a one-dimensional team. It's a pretty exciting dimension with Drew Brees throwing the the ball, but I I still think that uh, Carolina has way too much, and even with their defense being pretty putrid, I think their offense will more than compensate. Um, I'll take them to win by a couple of touchdowns. I'll go with uh, Carolina 42, New Orleans 27. Wow, that is generous. You are you are feeling even like my Carolina today? era Atlanta score a couple of weeks ago when I told you it would be like forty four to thirty seven or whatever. Whew. Yeah, yeah. That just... This is just all the stars are aligned in terms of what Carolina does well wild. on offense and what <laughs> New Orleans wild. does poorly on defense. I'm not so even I picking Carolina to win this game. <laughs> like, 
All right, now I'm we thinking... have to have a talk. <laughs> now we have to fight. <laughs> this is how it goes. Um, I'm taking New Orleans 34-27. New Orleans plays better at home. I'm banking on that. Carolina's a little a little dinged up. Um, people are in Cam Newton's ears telling him to play uh, play more conservatively and safely. The running back situation is a little bit of a question mark. Cameron Artis Payne's my favorite in the clubhouse, just for the record. Uh, I just I think that there is a perfect storm brewing here, and perhaps not the same storm that you see, and it's also not Hurricane Matthew. But I think this one's going to give New Orleans a victory, and next week we're going to be having a real serious conversation about a 1-5 in five Carolina Panthers team and what's happening with them. Okay. So yeah. um, speaking of Cameron Artis Payne, do you start him again this week? I mean, obviously yeah. he's not going to score two touchdowns every week, especially with Cam back. But maybe, as you said, people who are assuming that just because Cam Newton is back, that Cameron Artis Payne you know, doesn't have any value anymore. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe they do hand the ball off when they're down near the goal line now that they have somebody that can punch it in. And then I guess the wild card is, you know, or is, is Jonathan Stewart anywhere near being able to play again? Yeah, he he was limited at practice today. Um, he's coming back from that hamstring injury. They're calling him questionable. It is very questionable. I think this is going to go right up into how he feels Sunday morning. This is going to be one of those 1130 is he or isn't he playing. Um, even if Jonathan Stewart is active this week, I think I'd still start Cameron Artis Payne as a flex option. I agree. Um, I know yep. I know a lot of people like Fozzie Whitaker. They like seeing the big runs he'll break off. But from everything I've heard, uh, Cameron Artis Payne is actually more of the favorite of the coaching staff. The front office tends to like him a little better. They want to give him every chance to succeed. And he's making, you know, a maybe not the most, but he's making a good amount out of the opportunities he's given. And I think they're going to find a way to keep him in the offense. It's just a matter of how they do that. And so even against, that's really not a defense, it's just 11 guys on a field. I think even if Jonathan Stewart's active, I'm still going to put Artis Payne in my lineup. Well, now with both Newton and Artis Payne in their lineup, the Panthers can be said to have a dual cam offense. (laughs) There you go. And then, you know, Fozzie Whitaker is going to come out and just vulture all the touchdowns and make me look really stupid. So that's pretty much how I see this going now. Yeah, they have a dual cam offense and a running back named after a Muppet. It's pretty hard. Fozzie to, Bear. Pretty hard combination to be. <laughs> I so. was a big Muppet fan, but I still like Cameron Orange Payne better. Okay. Oh. Alrighty. So let's move on. I don't think the 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 Steelers have any players named after Muppets, although they do have a tight end named after an outlaw. Pittsburgh on the road against Miami this week. Um, Pittsburgh looks like they're hitting on all cylinders. Miami, not so much. Brian Tannehill, this is supposed to be a make or break season for him. So far, it's not going so well in Pittsburgh. I think they're going to be able to score at will against Miami's defense, and I think they'll be able to double up on Miami. I'll go with the final score, Pittsburgh 34, Miami 17. Okay, I'm, I've got Pittsburgh 34, but I've got Miami scoring 21 points. Uh, I just, I, it's hard to like describe what's happening in Miami other than their offense is just kind of a disaster. They have all the pieces, they have everything they need to be a good team, but they just can't figure it out, and I don't understand why. Um, so, 
even though the Steelers' defense has been prone to give up points, uh, I just I don't think Miami really stands much of a chance of an upset here. We'll get to some of those later, but it's just not their week, and probably not a lot of weeks are going to be their week this any, anymore. Not this year. Hey, for Pittsburgh, um, where are you on the Sammy Coates bandwagon, or, or what Love do you it. think there? Super on board with the Sammy Coates bandwagon. I am all in. So more so than Marcus Wheaton? Yeah, yeah, I actually like Sammy Coates a little better. Uh, he's also a little healthier, which helps, despite what they say. I just Shoulder injuries are, are a little tough for me. But Sammy Coates, I just, he's so fast. He's just so fast. It's like, like it's hard to not get excited about that. Uh, I'm not quite as high on him as you are, but uh, we'll see what with they Sammy do with, with that offense. Yeah, it's it's hard not to uh, get excited about anybody that gets a fair number of targets there. So true. And um, with Miami, what do you do, Jarvis Landry? Is he still startable, or do you think yeah. Ryan Tannehill? I'm still I'm still struggling? starting Jarvis Landry because if there's anyone who has chemistry with Ryan Tannehill, despite the fact that sometimes he doesn't even know, he looks like he knows what's going on on the football field. And I say that with all due respect and the utmost kindness because I love this team. Uh, Jarvis Landry is really the only person I want to start on that offense. DeAndre, uh, just I, like there's not enough there. I really wanted this to be a breakout season for him, but like it just, he just can't get the ball. There's there's not enough targets to make it worthwhile. So uh, for me, it's pretty much just Jarvis Landry at this point. And as far as their running back situation goes, which Oof. might be moved anyway with the problems their offensive line has been having, but um, Jay Ajayi, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what, what do you do, what do you make of their running back situation at this point? Do you hang on to Arian Foster? Do you think it's Jay Ajayi? Do you pick up Kenyon Drake? What do you do there? Um, I, I'm hanging on to Arian Foster. He looks like he's close to, to being back. He may play this week. Jay Ajay, I'm not a huge fan of, from what I understand, the organization is not as well. Uh, there's, for me, there's not enough offense here to really warrant keeping anyone past Jay Ajay. And once Arian Foster gets back and quasi healthy, he's going to get parked on my bench until Arian Foster pulls another hamstring, which is probably about four weeks out. Um, I just there's just not enough value, especially okay. with so many teams going with running back by committees now. There's just a plethora of options out there. All right, yeah. At this point in his career, I'm not a, a Arian Foster fan. No. Fortunately, I don't have him on any. Of no, if he if you but... have him on your team, you deserve what happens to you. <laughs> you know what I you're mean, getting into. This guy's not healthy. And he's sitting on your bench as a fifth or sixth. Running back, I don't think that is you know, a lottery that's, ticket. That's not a yeah. bad thing. But if you're starting him weekly, you know, if your plan is to start him when he gets back, then I no. think that you know, that's not a good idea. Don't do it. So, all right. Moving right along, we've got Cincinnati at New England. New England, uh, Tom Brady didn't look like he was too rusty last week. No. Cincinnati, surprisingly. <laughs> he didn't. Running back, running game has done little to nothing this season. Passing game is what's kept them somewhat competitive. I think New England is going to win this one relatively easily at home. I'll go with the final score, 
Patriots 35, Cincinnati 24, and where did that go? Did Bengals defense go? Yeah, I, I mean, this is a team that really went off a cliff from one season to the next. Um, I've got New England 34-24. Just, I mean, at some point they're going to get tired of scoring touchdowns, I think. Seemed like that's what happened last week, so I'm banking on that again. I think Cincinnati keeps it a little respectable, but this probably gets away from them pretty quickly. It's, just, okay. it's like Tom Brady versus the world. Like It's just not fair. All right, and are you picking up Chris Hogan, Martellus Bennett, any of the New England receivers or tight ends this week? I like Martellus Bennett a lot. Um, Chris Hogan I'm not sure about yet. I want to see – I'd rather – stash him and wait a week and then maybe get rid of him if you know if that's my play if I can afford to do that that's what I would like to do um but I like Martellus Bennett because they're going to run a lot of those two tight end sets and he's going to get enough looks that you know I'm okay starting him a lot of weeks all right now um, continuing on with late games we've got a AFC West rivalry we've got Kansas City at Oakland's and Kansas City is going to live and die, surprisingly, by the pass here. Oakland so will crazy, live and die right? by the run. <laughs> yeah, it is weird to say that. Um, but feel, I think it Oakland, feels weird. <laughs> yeah, I, as much as I like the Chiefs, I think the Raiders are going to pull another rabbit out of the hat. I'll go with the final score of Oakland 35, Kansas City 31. We should probably like make some kind of note in the Force and Inches history books, which, note to self, we should probably make um i'm picking kansas city against oakland and you're not picking it this is crazy um but i'm taking kansas city 33 30 they're going to eat this one out because andy reed coming off a bye week and if there's one thing i'm sure of in this world it's andy reed winning after a bye week well i hope you're right but i just yeah. the way these two teams <laughs> match up i i don't see it but I hope you're right. It's just how the universe decrees things. I I have no control over it. <laughs> okay. So speaking of no control, what do you make of the Oakland backfield right now? Who, if anyone, do you want from that, that mess? Uh, well, Latavius Murray is questionable this week, as is, you know, most of the world. Um, DeAndre Washington? I I have him as a flex player on a lot of my teams, and, like, I'm not upset with it. I don't mind it. Okay. Yeah, I, I have him on one <laughs> or two teams, feel, too. It I'm still just, feels weird, but, like, it's working out okay for me. Yeah, it's just hard to know, though, because, you know, even Jalen Richard and has gotten in. On the act in Jamezi, Olawale. It's like the West Coast version of the preseason Ravens is what we're looking at here. Yeah, it's. I mean, most people before the season would say Latavius Murray is probably a top ten to top fifteen running back, and yeah, DeAndre Washington's not a bad rookie pickup if something happens to Murray. But right now, I think all bets are off on the Oakland backfield. I still think you know. Um, Washington is the one I probably want to own in the long run, but not sure if that's mm-hmm. really going to help much this season. So we'll see. It's a confusing thing, the the Oakland backfield. I will say that. All right. Next up, we've got uh, going up the coast. We've got Atlanta at Seattle. Uh, 
Atlanta's offense has looked mighty impressive both on the ground and in the air so far. Matt Ryan looks like he's finally having that season everyone thought he was capable of. Unfortunately for Atlanta, the defense hasn't caught up yet. Seattle, Russell Wilson coming off the bye. Hopefully his ankle is is healthier, if not totally healthy at this point. And uh, I just think Seattle will find a way to win this by a field goal at home. I'll go with the final score of Seattle and Stephen Hauschka, 31, Atlanta and Matt Bryant, 28. I'm, I'm taking Atlanta 24-20. Or, I'm sorry, Seattle 24-20. Uh, I just, the 12th man, I this matchup for me doesn't favor Atlanta. I think that Seattle's going to eke this out, despite Russell Wilson being a little banged up, and from what I understand, he's not back to full strength yet, but I'll still take it. I think there's fantasy value to be had there. Um, I think let's let's wait till next week on Matt Ryan. Okay, next up we have Dallas at Green Bay. Of course, the Giants softened the Packers up for the Cowboys last week by staging that fierce comeback in the fourth quarter. But yeah. um, I think unlike the Giants, Dallas is going to finish off the Packers, and I see this is going Dallas's way. I'll go with uh, Dallas 28 and the not-so-fearsome Green Bay Packers 24. I've got Dallas winning 34-31. I think this is going to be one of the higher-scoring games of the week. Um, neither defense seems, particularly their secondaries, neither one seems interested in stopping anybody, wide receivers, tight ends, running, nobody. They just let them all score let them all catch all the passes, and that's fine for a fantasy perspective. Um, I don't want to start either of these defenses this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay found a way to win, if Aaron Rodgers found a way in the last two minutes to stage some kind of comeback. So I'm less confident in this pick, I think, than you are, but I'd like to say Dallas is going to win. Okay. Now we have Indianapolis at Houston on the Sunday night game. I'm not so keen on this. Could not be less Um, excited to watch this game. Could not be. Yeah, it's kind of an odd matchup. I mean, record-wise, you would think, oh, Houston should take this. And yet, you know, Indianapolis with Andrew Luck, you know, he could throw for 500 yards. So what do you do there? I'm going to go with uh, Indianapolis to win this on the road. I'll go with the final score of, Indy 27, Houston 23. I've got Indy winning 23-20. It's no secret that I am not a fan of this Houston team, particularly this offense. The Brockweiler is just not getting it done. Um, I know a lot of people are very excited about Lamar Miller this week. I am in the minority in that I am not. Uh, I just, even though Indy's offense is, is strong and their defense is not so strong you think this is a matchup that maybe could score higher I just don't see it I think this is going to be kind of more of a ground and pound them game and it's going to be more methodical and slower moving than say the Dallas Green Bay game that we were just talking about and it's just it's going to be kind of a stinker for the Sunday night game I'd love to be wrong about this but I don't think I am yeah the doesn't seem like one of the more exciting Sunday night games in the lineup no, this year. And then moving, like, that's what I'll be watching. Moving on to, <laughs> moving on to Monday night, uh, another game that I don't think is going to be very competitive either. We've got the I'd Jets in their running game. game. 
going up against Arizona and its passing game. And, yeah, Arizona got off to a rough start, but I think they're going to continue to right the ship here and uh, improve to 500. I'll go with the Arizona winning this pretty easily. I'll say Arizona 27, Jets 17. I've got Arizona 30-24. I'm not even sure why I think the Jets will score 24 points, but I think that uh, Arizona's defense has not pulled their weight so much yet and that as as bad as the Jets' pass game is, look, their run game might be able to get something going here. Uh, Carson Palmer will be back from his concussion. He's cleared. He's good to go, and he's going to come out and remind everybody why he is so great, and I think in prime time is a perfect place to do it. Okay, and as we mentioned or alluded to at the top of the show, Minnesota and Tampa have bias this week and not really Lucky for sure. you, I mean, the Sherpa and I did maybe. not take bye weeks. <laughs> no, no. So why don't we uh, just start uh, going through some of the individual positions then in terms of you know, players that are of note. Uh, running back-wise, um, who should, running backs, uh, who should we be concerned about from injury standpoint this week? Uh, we've we've talked about a couple of these, so I'll go through them quickly. Jonathan Stewart is practicing with that hamstring injury, which is an upgrade from last week. He's still questionable. This is going to go down to game time. Uh, have a plan B ready. Jeremy Hill uh, looks like he is probably coming back this week. They're still calling him questionable. He's been limited at practice, but it looks like, barring a setback, he's going to go this week. How many carries he gets, that's another story. Theo Riddick didn't practice today with that ankle injury. Um, obviously didn't slow him down too, too much last week. He's questionable. I wouldn't be surprised to see them limit him if they get up uh, early in this game. The, the Lions did sign Justin Forsett, as we talked about earlier. Maybe think about stashing him. Eddie Lacy uh, sprained his ankle at the end of the game last week. He did not practice today, but he's been rehabbing his ankle, it looks like. Again, barring a setback, he should be good to go. Arian Foster did practice, albeit limitedly. He's questionable this week. Another one that will probably go down to game time. It's kind of a push. It could go either way at this point. Rashad Jennings with that thumb injury, quote, has a better chance of playing this week than last. I still don't think it's going to be a go for him. Uh, Charles Sims went on IR. Doug Martin, he's unlikely to play. They're calling him questionable. I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss the rest of October. Dexter McCluster has got a hamstring injury, and he's questionable as well. Sorry I cut you off there. That's okay. I was just saying that we don't have to worry too much about the Tampa Bay situation this week since they're on by, unless you're Yeah, but it's out there. Have a good plan. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Uh, So, um, anybody on the waiver wire that you're liking? Yeah, a bunch of people. Uh, Cameron Artis-Payne, who we talked about at length before, Jay Ajayi, um, Matt Asiata is on by this week, but if he's still out there and you're short, uh, you know, running back depth for your bench, he might be somebody. Devontae Booker's look good in his limited work for Denver. Alfred Morris for Dallas. James Starks for Green Bay. Jockeys Rogers, uh, blast from the past. Uh, his former yeah. team's doing really well. Now he's landed with Tampa Bay and had a good week last week. Of course, again, like uh, Matt Asiata, he's on by uh, Jalen Richard with Oakland, Bilal Powell with the Jets, Bobby Rainey with the Giants, and uh, the newly signed Justin Forsett with the Lions. Those are some of the guys I have my eye on waiver wire-wise nice. this week. Yeah, I like it. Okay. I don't have too much beef with it. All right. Um, 
who are your top running back picks for this week? Uh, Jordan Howard in Chicago. Really like his matchup this week. We talked about uh, earlier when we were talking about the game, but I like Jonathan Stewart and Cameron Artis Payne. C.J. Anderson, Christine Michael, Ryan Matthews. Washington gives up the second most points to running, or I'm sorry, second most scores to any running backs fantasy-wise. Terrence West, I think, could be good. DeAndre Washington, we also talked extensively about. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I think they're all going to have nice days. All right, I'll throw uh, LaShawn McCoy on that yes. list. Um, DeMarco I Murray probably well. should be on there as well. DeMarco Murray should be on that list, and maybe even Derrick Henry. Ryan Matthews, you mentioned uh, possibly even Darren Sproles and Wendell Smallwood. If you're desperate for a flex option, uh, Cameron Artis Payne, I like. Um, Levy and Bell, I think, is going to go nuts against Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. With Derek Blunt should have a good game for New England. You know, whoever answers the call for Washington, I mean, for Oakland, uh, maybe DeAndre Washington should have a big game. And then um, I think Matt Forte is going to have a pretty big game for the Jets in a losing effort. See, I actually have Isaiah Crowell on my sit list. I don't love the matchup for him. Uh, I really don't like Matt Jones this week. I just don't know what's going on with him. This should be a matchup where he could, you know, put up some points and be fine, but he's just looked awful. Theo Riddick, I'm probably staying away from this week. I just I don't like the injuries. He's not going to put up the points he put up last week. That was more of an anomaly. Jeremy Hill, they're going to have to throw a lot. They're going to be behind all day, and he's not 100%. Eddie Lacy, again, dinged up, uh, a bad ankle, a heavier guy, maybe not the recipe for success. And Matt Forte, I just, I'm not feeling it this week, not loving the matchup. Okay, and the only guy that you mentioned liking that I am not so crazy about this week for me is um, Jordan Howard. I'm not on the train this week, but we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we move on to wide receivers and who's who's on the injury list that we should be aware of. Oh, all right, guys, take a deep breath. Uh, Mike Wallace with this chest injury, he's limited. He was uh, limited today. He's questionable this week. I think he has a pretty good chance of playing. Steve Smith Sr., however, isn't practicing with that ankle injury. I'd keep a closer eye on that. Julio Jones, questionable. He didn't practice. He, nine times out of ten, is never going to practice on a Wednesday. Don't be scared about that. He should play this week. Alshon Jeffrey was limited. Again, he generally isn't a big Wednesday practicer either. He's got a hamstring injury. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go this week. Eddie Royal, on the other hand, with that calf injury, he's not practicing. He's more questionable. Uh, I'd say he's closer to doubtful than questionable, but we'll see how that goes as the week goes on. A.J. Green, also not practicing with a calf injury. He should be fine to play. Des Bryant, depending who you ask, uh, <laughs> Uh, he's still dealing with that knee injury. He's missed the last two games. He returned to practice more so as a spectator than a, a full participant, realistically. He's trying to play this week. If he tells Jerry Jones he can play, Jerry will let him on the field. Uh, I don't think that he should or really is a good start if he does. T.Y. Hilton didn't practice with a hip injury. He's questionable. Keep an eye on that. That could linger on into the week. Stefan Diggs, who was inactive last week, still not practicing with that groin injury. Keep an eye on that. Eric Decker went on IR. Yeah, Eric Decker went on IR. He's going to have shoulder surgery. He's his season is over. Sammy Coates and Marcus Wheaton both didn't practice. Sammy Coates has uh, that laceration on his hand. He should be fine. Marcus Wheaton with the shoulder injury. That's more of a rest day. They should be both good to go this week. Whew. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, waiver wire. Who so, you like? 
waiver wire. I still like uh, Cole Beasley in Dallas. He's surprisingly unowned in a lot, especially if uh, Dak Prescott's still the quarterback and and Des Bryant is not. Uh, Kenny Britt, as we talked about before. Sammy Coates, who is still out there on a lot of waiver wires. Anquan Bolden, Detroit. Uh, Chris Hogan, if he's out there. Mohamed Sanu, Curley, Pierre Garçon, Adam Thielen, although he's on by this week, Brandon LaFell with Cincinnati, and Cameron Meredith with Chicago. Uh, really digging deep, Andre Hawkins, Richard Matthews, Brian Quick, Doriel Green-Beckham, Jalen Strong, Cordero Patterson, although he's on by this week, and then Devontae Adams. So depending on how deep your league is, those are some of the guys that I have my eye on. All right. I can go with that. Okay, how about topics for this week, wide receiver-wise? Loving Larry Fitzgerald. Having uh, Carson Palmer back is just helping his value. Jeremy Macklin, uh, like we talked about, I, I'm much more on board the Kansas City train this week than pretty much anybody in the world. Um, he's going to have a huge game. Jarvis Landry, really the only Dolphin you want to have on your fantasy team right now. Doug Baldwin, I think, is also in for a monster game. Brandon Cook, the matchup is right for him. Same thing on the flip side for Kelvin Benjamin. And as we talked about earlier, I had my ode to Sammy Coates. Obviously, I'm starting him this week. Um, I really like Cole Beasley. I know a lot of people are, are like him more as a flex option or he's still on your waiver wire. He is going to put up points week after week. He's getting targets. It's going to be a good matchup where they're going to have to throw. And I think he's going to have an impact. So those are those are the guys I'm loving this week. Right. You've um, already Scooped me on most of the ones Sorry. that I had on my list. Uh, that's okay. Antonio Brown at the risk of stating the obvious. Mm-hmm. AJ Green if he plays. Brandon LaFell if he doesn't. Um, uh, let's, let's see who else. Um, yeah, I think you, you scooped just about everybody that I had on my list. So yeah. um, good job. How about uh, anybody that you're going out of your way to avoid? Why just see the Devontae Parker, like I was talking about before. I really like him. I really thought it was going to be a good year, but it's just not happening. Uh, Terrell Pryor, on paper this looks like this could be an okay matchup for him, but really I just don't think it's actually going to work out that way. You have better options, trust me. Deshaun Jackson, again, this is one where on paper you think he's going to get up going against his old team, the Eagles, who basically gave him away. Um, He's too banged up. This offense is not clicking the way it needs to. I just don't think it's going to be a good good day for him. Alan Hearns, I have some concerns about Jacksonville this week. Uh, Randall Cobb, a little dinged up as well, and I just don't know if there'll be enough for him. Jeremy Curley, I don't love this week either. Those are the names that kind of stand out to me. All right. I'm just taking a look here. I don't like the San Francisco receivers against Buffalo, so no Torrey Smith. For me, and probably no Jeremy Curley either, even though I said watch for him on the waiver wire. Not a big fan, like you said, of Alan Hearns, or I'll go one step further and say Alan Robinson this week for Jacksonville. Um, the, the Giants receivers, um, Odell Beckham Jr., I think his struggles are going to continue. And Sterling Shepard, not a, a big fan of his this week. Um, just you know, those, those are the ones that hop off at me, and then. Um, Let's say Brandon Marshall for the Jets and Quincy Nunwa. I just don't think that yeah. you know, they're going to have much luck against Arizona's pass defense, and therefore I'd stay away from them as well. I understand. I do. 
Let's look Let's at uh, quarterbacks. We've Quarterback a couple of injuries three. there. Um, like we talked about, Carson Palmer is a go this week. He's returned to practice. He's practicing fully after missing a game with that concussion. Jay Cutler not practicing with that thumb injury, likely not playing this week. Cody Kessler and Josh McCown both practicing uh, for the Browns. Cody Kessler and his rib injury. They're calling him questionable. He says he's going to play. Uh, Josh McCown's back at practice for the first time since that collarbone injury. He's been limited. They're calling him questionable as well. He may be uh, the number two quarterback this week. If they're both good to go, it's Cody Kessler getting the start. Tony Romo is healed. The bones are all good to go there, but he's not practicing. He's just working on strengthening now. So we're a few weeks away from Tony Romo. Doesn't stop the world from talking about him, though. And Trevor Simeon's questionable with that shoulder injury. Obviously, they're playing tomorrow night. It looks like he's going to be a go this week. Okay. So for me, waiver wire-wise, I've Joe Flacco is inexplicably, to me at least, I know they haven't lit the world on fire, but, you know. Still, he's putting up points. Like, he shouldn't still be out there, but he is. Yeah. Um, Sam Bradford has a bye this week, but still out there in a lot of leagues. Marcus Mariota, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Here we're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brian Hoyer, uh, Colin Kaepernick, and – yeah, if you're really, really desperate, maybe put Paxton Lynch or Charlie Whitehurst at the end of your list. But again, don't put Charlie Whitehurst on your people. list. He got released today. Okay, game well, and injury settlement. Send him out. Him on. Okay. I mean, you can put him on your list. Right. Not... <laughs> okay, it um, wouldn't be a very good list. Then. <laughs> Fantasy wise, I like Russell Wilson this week, despite the injury versus Atlanta. It's kind of a juicy matchup. Big Ben kind of almost goes without saying. I like Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers for the same reasons. They're going to throw the ball a bunch. Matt Stafford will have a nice game. Carson Palmer is going to come out and make a statement. Marcus Mariota is not necessarily in the point total he did last week, but I think he'll still be very serviceable. And uh, I'm just all in on this Kansas City thing. I like Alex Smith a lot this week. All right. I'll agree with you on Alex Smith, uh, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Andy Dalton, Russell Wilson, I agree with, and uh, Carson Palmer, I agree with. So you know, not not too much in the way of earth-shaking news there. How about uh, quarterbacks to avoid? Uh, your boy Eli Manning, I just don't like the matchup, even though, yeah, you know, part of me is like you. he's just got to throw. It's just not it's not worth it. There are better matchups. Ryan Tannehill, I mean, show me you can be a productive quarterback. Uh, Phillip Rivers. I just I think you have better options. Kirk Cousins, same deal. He's going to have to throw a lot. I just don't like it, though. Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan, both for me. I, normally, I like starting them. I just think that both of them this week are probably getting outshined by their run game a little bit. All right, and I'll throw uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick under the bit. I mean, on that list, yeah. too. So. <laughs> and uh, Derek Carr, I, I don't know that I would – necessarily count on him this week as much as I might. For me, he's kind of borderline. Uh, if if I have some somebody else, since I'm the kind of person that keeps a backup quarterback on hand, um, I'm playing the matchup more than anything. I don't think he's going to have a bad game. I just don't think he's going to have a great game either. All right. So how about um, tight ends? Anybody injured that we should uh, be paying attention to? Yeah, unfortunately, a whole mess load of them. Zach Miller uh, has got rib injuries he's working with. He didn't practice. He's pretty questionable. He may not play this week. 
Tyler Eifert didn't practice. He's still coming back from that back injury on top of an ankle injury. He's questionable. Again, wouldn't be surprised to not see him again this week. Gary Barnage has forearm and hip injuries. He was limited. He'll probably play. I don't expect a ton out of him this week, though. Eric Ebron with the ankle and knee injury uh, didn't practice. He's pretty questionable. I think they're going to try to get him on the field. I Again, not sure how much productivity you're getting out of him. Jordan Cameron's got a concussion. He's not going to play this week. Larry Donnell is coming back from a concussion. He's limited. Uh, looks like he's going to be fine for this week. And Jordan Reed is entering the concussion protocol. He's going to be out this week, it looks like, unless for some reason he's taken this concussion test so many times he knows how to pass it without thinking, which is possible. All right. Waiver wire-wise, Jesse James for the Steelers, believe it or not, mm-hmm. still out there in a lot of leagues. Hunter yeah. Henry in San Diego is still out there. Charles Clay starting to um, get more targets in Buffalo now. C.J. Uzuma in um, Cincinnati is taking advantage of Tyler Eifert's struggles. And if you really want to go out on a limb, um, everybody's favorite drunk driver, Austin Safarian Jenkins, is He's out there. He's to available. Get his first action with, uh, <laughs> with the Jets this week. Well, someone's got to catch passes, and it's not going to be uh, Eric Decker. So maybe it'll be Austin Sparian Jenkins. Um, as far right. as fantasy starts this week, Jimmy Graham's got a nice matchup. Jason Witten's going to see a lot of targets. Greg Olson kind of goes without saying. Cody Fleener, uh, Jesse James, who we were just talking about, I think all pretty good starts this week. Eric Ebron, um, I want to say start him, but I'm worried about the injuries. You know, there are worse options out there, but you need to be pretty well protected with the rest of your lineup if you're going to go out on a limb and start him just because he may not make it through a whole game. All right. At the risk of stating the obvious, I'll go with Rob Gronkowski and <laughs> and Martellus Bennett in New England, uh, Travis Kelsey in, Cincinnati, in uh, Kansas City. You mentioned Jimmy Graham with Seattle. Um, those are a few more that are on my on my list too. Anybody um, for you me, could, uh, studiously avoid? Uh, Zach Miller, Larry Donnell, Gary Barnage. There's a lot of injured guys that are going to get on the field and play this week. Just stay away from them. There's enough tight ends out there. There's enough flex options. You don't need to take the chance. All right. And any defenses you're especially enamored with this week or any that you're uh, looking to avoid? Arizona, Houston, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Tennessee, all good starts. Uh, I'm leaving Kansas City, Green Bay, Dallas, Carolina, Cincinnati, and the Jets all on my bench, though. Not okay, loving the matchups. A couple others I'd throw. Cleveland, I think you might have mentioned, but uh, New Orleans, I'm definitely leaving them on the bench. Miami, Cincinnati, um, Oakland and Kansas City, Atlanta, so, yeah, it's a pretty extensive list. And yeah. So, anything you want to mention about kickers this week? Um, I, They're there. Uh, as far as kickers go, okay. I like Adam Vinatieri, Dan Bailey, Justin Tucker, Chris Boswell at Miami, uh, Mike Nugent. Stay away from Matt Bryant, Josh Brown, Matt Prater, Mason Crosby, as tempting as it may be. It's not a good matchup. So, you know, it's it's pretty standard kicker groupings. All right, any uh, last words of wisdom, any DFS picks you want to lay on us before we leave? Go for the Kansas City stack this week. If I can emphasize nothing, it's that. Go hard on them. 
Uh, I like Alex Smith, Carson Palmer, Trevor Simeon, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, loving Brian Hoyer this week. Like I said, 300-yard games, no INTs. I love that. Uh, Cameron, Cameron Artis Payne's a great value. Ch- Jamal Charles is going to be a good return on investment. Uh, C.J. Anderson, Christian Michael, LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Hyde, Frank Gore, all good plays this week. As far as wide receivers go, loving Cole Beasley. The price is so right. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Amari Cooper, Sammy Coates, the usual suspects there. Um, you've got some good value with Cody Fleener and Delaney Walker, Lance Kendricks even, kind of a sleeper pick this week at tight end. And as far as defenses go, Houston, Tennessee, and Buffalo are my favorites for daily fantasy. Of course, you can find us all week long all over social media. We're happy to answer your lineup-specific questions and talk football with you whenever you'd like. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN and just show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And then, of course, we'll be back next week from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week with all the Week 7 news, notes, injuries, daily fantasy picks, and your waiver wire suggestions and more. So if you have uh, questions, hit us up. Otherwise, good luck in your league, unless, of course, you were playing me this week.